Good morning, radio friends, and especially my faithful listeners, Jim and Rita. My name is Todd Martin, and I'm so glad that we have a little bit of time this morning to be together in God's Word. Now, I know you just got done listening to the news, but I'd like to share some good news with you, so don't touch that dial. I know this is news you need to hear, and I know you will be blessed by it. And then at the end of this broadcast, I'll be telling you about some free stuff, and I hope you'll stick around for that. Now, let me pray for us. Lord, help us to hear what you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. When things get crazy, do you ever need to just be still? You know, there's something spiritually cleansing about silence. It creates space for God to enter into our lives. Have you ever heard the phrase, silence is golden? I believe it really is. Now, in our psalm today, we will experience again the notation between verses to pause. The term is Selah, and that's a, that's a term we run into often in the book of Psalms as we read through the Psalms. It's a call to just be still, and so we will. Maybe this week you got caught up in the noise. Maybe this week the chatter just wouldn't stop. You wanted a little quiet, but you just couldn't find it. My hope is you will today, right here and right now. In the middle of a sermon on a song, you'll be able to be still. Now, as we've said before, Psalms is the songbook of Scripture. This particular psalm that we're going to be jumping into today, Psalm 46, is affirming our series theme, that is, music is good medicine. If you've been listening, you've heard me say that over and over again. Music is good medicine. And for this week, it's when you need to be still. Music is good medicine when you need to be still. That's your point to ponder for this psalm that celebrates silence. Well, if you haven't already, open your Bibles to Psalm 46. And as always, if you don't have a Bible you can read and understand, please let me know, and we will see that you get one. You know, it doesn't get much better than when God's people open up God's Word and hear His voice speak to them. Now, I just hope today we're listening in the words, but then also in the silence we will again observe the word Selah, which will trigger us to pause. So don't worry, your your radio didn't go dead. We're just taking a pause to enjoy the silence. I'm in Psalm 46, verse 1. If you'd like to follow along, Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way 
and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. Selah. All right. What I'd like you to catch from those first three verses of Psalm 46 is simply this. God is ever-present. No one else is. Right there in verse 1. He's an ever-present help in trouble. And then your application question or challenge question, what I'd like you to think about is, do you think the sky is falling? The timeless story is told of Chicken Little, also known as Henny Penny. And the gist is an acorn falls on this little chicken's head and she believes the sky is falling. She gets a few other uh, poultry friends to believe her and fear grips them all. They decide to go and tell the king. Well, on their way to go tell the king, they meet Foxy Woxy, who leads them to a shortcut which just happens to be to his den. Well, needless to say, the sky didn't fall, but Foxy had a feast on the foolish fowl. The point is this, even if the sky is falling, we don't need to fear. God is here. We don't need to go anywhere. We can tell the king right where we stand and know that he is with us. Look at verse 1 one more time. You can even say it with me. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Oh, friend, I hope that you would perhaps take that verse and memorize it for this week. That verse will help you in the middle of the night when you can't sleep, when you feel afraid. Just say, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. We don't need to get caught up in our fears or eaten up by our foes. We have a refuge, strength, and help in trouble. We don't need to be led off into dark places, shortcuts, into holes we can't get out of. What do I mean? Friends, we have just come through one of the most contentious elections of my lifetime. Now, I heard alarmists on both sides essentially saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. But at a certain point, God revealed to me he is still in control. You see, friend, if we know and trust our king, we do not need to worry about presidents. Presidents will come and go. Look at this psalm. The word says, even mountains and seas will come and go. But we need not fear. You see, we need, we know someone bigger than the mountains, bigger than the sea, and he is our refuge. And so we can be still. Have you ever been caught in a really bad storm? I remember driving once out on the highway and a nasty thunderstorm 
rolled over me. Rain was pounding on my windshield so bad that I could barely see. And then it got mixed up with hail. And off in the distance, I could make out a bridge was just ahead. Now the noise was deafening, pounding on the top of my car and on the windshield until I got under the bridge. And it was quiet under there. You see, the storm was all around me, but it wasn't under the bridge. The storm was big, but the bridge was over me. The bridge didn't move. It was an ever-present help. Well, the storm passed, and I left the refuge under the bridge safe and thankful. Friend, do you think the sky is falling? I want you to know, I'm not here to say that the sky is not falling. I'm just asking you, where is your refuge? Someday, friend, the sky will fall. Just read the book of Revelation. It's all in there. But the question is, what is your refuge? What will you do when it does? The truth is, for some of you, Refuge is needed right now. It feels like your world is falling apart right now. Oh friend, this psalm is for you. Listen to the next verses, verses 4 through 7. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. Verse 7. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Friend, I hope you're still there. We're taking these pauses to enjoy the silence. We're creating that space. And I'm hoping that you're listening through the silence to hear what God might be saying to you. We'll take one more pause after our next section. And that's our last section. But what I'd like you to catch from verses 4 through 7 is simply this. There will be a time when there is no more uproar. There will be a time when there is no more uproar. Now you may wonder, where is this city that the Bible is telling us about in verses 4 through 7? Now I know there is a criticism of Christians that we are all pie in the sky and the sweet by and by dreamers. That we can be so heavenly minded that we become no earthly good. Well, here's the deal. Heaven is real. Verse 4 is a vision of the city of God. This is not the past or present Jerusalem. There's no river through it. I've been to Jerusalem uh, four different times now, and there's no river in Jerusalem, which is quite odd for a Middle Eastern city. But the new Jerusalem will have a river. 
Again, refer to Revelation 22 for more information on that. And as believers, oh friends, we should be excited about this. Verse 5 is a reference to the end game at the break of day. The city will not fall. Verse 6 refers to the battle at the end of the age and how God will end it with his voice. You see, just like he started the earth, he will end it with a word from his mouth. You know, friend, it's good to know the end game. Can you imagine any sporting event you wish? Just imagine that you would know by the end of the game, you will win. How would that affect the way you play? Would you take more risks? Would you have more hope? Would you not get caught up in the bad calls or the cheating the other team may do? Could you just be still and see the game for what it is? Could you resist the urge to get mad and get even? Could you just play the game and not worry about the score? Perhaps you could play for the simple joy of the game, knowing that the end will be marvelous and you will be victorious. This is why it's important to know the end game for eternity. To keep our eye, one eye on this world and one eye on the next. You see, this is why the song allows us to be still and then revel in the victory song that is yet to come. And that's what I'm reading to you right now in verses 8 through 11. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. You know, to pause every now and then, to soak up a little bit of silence is a good thing. The other Sunday when I preached this at SMC, Smithville Mennonite Church, uh, we actually took up to 30 seconds of silence and nobody made a sound. People were just soaking it in and listening to God. Friend, I hope you can find some silence in the week to come. Right now, I'm going to continue on and then finish up. Verses 8 through 11, I hope what you catch is God has been, is now, and always will be in control. God has been, is now, and always will be in control. As I said before, uh, will you take a little time to be silent this week? Look at verse 8. The phrase, he has brought, refers to the past. When we take time to be still, we can reflect on how God has worked in our lives. 
You know, I get so caught up in the day to day, they begin to blur into weeks, which blur into months, which blur into years. Oh, friends, sometimes we just need to stop and be still. Verse 8 refers to desolations. That is the bad stuff God will allow into our lives at times. But you know, even through the bad stuff, can you still think, I'm still here? Think about what God has brought you through. The healing you didn't think would happen. The financial crisis you didn't think you would make it through. The relationship that was long gone and then came back. Friend, can you be still and know that he was God? But then look at verse 9. The first two words, he makes. Friends, that's present tense. He's the God of the right now. Could you just be still in this moment and think about where you are right now? I don't know exactly where you are. When I preach this in the sanctuary, I can look out at people. And generally, uh, they're sitting upright in a beautiful sanctuary. Maybe you're sitting at home right now. You're probably in your right mind, at least for the most part. You could turn on a radio and listen. Uh, maybe you have been up and out of bed already this morning under your own power. You've most likely eaten something before you started listening. And maybe you're already thinking about what you're going to eat when this is done. Can you just grasp how utterly blessed you are right now at this moment? I'm absolutely sure there's probably someone in your life who's glad you are in their life. And if we could even see a glimpse of the heavenly host that surrounds us when we worship God, and that's what you're doing right now, no matter where you are, you're worshiping him. Oh, friend, if we could catch a glimpse of that, we'd be overwhelmed. And that's all in the now. That's all right here. Be still and know that he is God. Now just look at one more phrase and then I'll let you go. In verse 10, I will be. This points to the future, the exalted glory that is to come. Be still and just let your sanctified imagination run wild with all of what God has yet to do. What are you waiting for? What are you hoping for? What is next in God's glorious plan for your life? I hope you have a list of things that you keep tucked away in your prayers that you just dream about. You, can, you can't quite imagine when God will pull off the long shot that you're praying about, but you know that he can. That friend whose heart is so hard that you know right now they can't share your faith, but you pray that they will someday. That family member who's so far from God, you can't seem to reach them. But you hope you will someday. That co-worker that's being dragged through the mud of life and you are praying for them to reach out to God and you believe that they will. Be still and know God will be God. Be still and know that he is the God of the future. He is 100% in control. 
always has been, is now, and always will be. That's how we started. Acknowledging He is the ever-present reality and help. He is the all, he, His all-sufficient ability to be our refuge in any storm or disaster. Today, if you think the sky is falling, don't worry. Jesus has you covered when you are in a relationship with Him. So when the sky really does fall, we have a place to go. Be still and know you have a home in heaven. No matter how bad things get in this world, don't worry, you are just passing through. You are an immigrant on your way to a better country. He has a place for you to stay when you arrive, a place where you will never leave again. This is heaven. The New Jerusalem. You know, of all the cities in the world I've ever seen, there's only one that I really can't wait to return to. And that's Jerusalem. I've had the joy of wandering through Rome and Florence and Paris and Prague, Amsterdam and even New York City. And those are all delightful and memorable places I loved. But they're not my home. They are the cities of men. And I long for the city of God. Today, Jerusalem is only a shadow of what it will be when all who trust Jesus arrive on the first day of eternity. And what a day that will be. Will I see you there, friend? I hope so. Be still. God is in control. He was, is, and always will be. I hope that today you found the space to be still in the midst of Psalm 46 and that you will be able to hear God's voice, be still and know that I am God. Even today, let us pray. O Lord, I pray that you would bless everyone who is listening right now. I pray that if they don't know you, that through the words of this psalm, they would want to know you, and in fact, that you would be speaking to them right now. Lord, draw people to you through your word, and we will be careful to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, I'm so glad you're listening today, and I want to tell you about a gift I'd like you to have from our church. It's a DVD with a series of shows called The Chosen. It tells some stories of Jesus like you've never heard them before. Smithville Mennonite Church wants you to have these stories. So get in touch with me, Todd Martin, at Smithville Mennonite Church through our website. You can Google it uh, or go to smc585.org. Or you can feel free to call our church office number, which is 330-669-3601. And as always... If you need a Bible or if there's something you need to pray about, you can let me know that as well. Till we meet again next Sunday, may God bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and give you peace, both now and forevermore. Amen. Now I'd like to leave you with a song uh, called Be Still My Soul by a group called Eclipse Six. Friend, I hope you are blessed 
as you listen to this wonderful song. Be still, my soul, the Lord is on thy side. With patience bear thy cross of grief for
Stay.